Night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. Rolling end zone, taking a shot. It is caught. School spirit. All of that is on display all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Top Rank Heating and Air. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. You are listening to Friday Night Football, presented by Top Rank Heating and Air Conditioning, the number one high school football radio show in Sacramento on Sports 1140 KHDK. My name's Matt George, joined by Charles T. Hamilton. Week two of the show, I think it's officially week one of the high school season, though. Last week was week zero. Was week which zero, exactly. Makes no sense to me, but hey, two weeks in... Some teams have played two games. Other teams, like Folsom and Jesuit, playing their first games of the season tonight. That is a massive game that Joe Davidson is at. That game is still going on right now, Chuck. We have a lot of games that have not wrapped up yet. A lot of late kickoffs, which means we have ongoing updates for you. Some upsets in the works. Some Mm -hmm. amazing battles tonight uh, in Week 2. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to cover. And we, of course, have a massive list uh, of guests. It's going to be a fun show tonight. It's going to be a great show. These games have been incredible. And like you said, upsets, the uh, Folsom uh, Jesuit game, uh, you know, Folsom is still taking control right now, but this thing was closer than I thought it would be. There's been some good football tonight, no question. Of course, we have uh, some blowouts for you as well. Had an amazing game uh, between Roseville High School and Oakmont that went down to the very, very last play. Two-point conversion would decide this game. So we'll talk about that more as we get to our scoreboard here in just a little bit. But let me set the rundown for you. We are. Th- we might be opening the show with Cameron Salerno from the Sacramento Bee. He is currently right now uh, at the Intercom Del Oro game, and that game is still going on. Although it looks like it is wrapping up, as Intercom has placed or taken a pretty comfortable lead on the road against a Del Oro squad that was a juggernaut last year, uh, and it's it's surprising, at least to me, Chuck. I don't know about you to see them. Uh, on the uh, the short end of the score column. But speaking of Delora, we'll also have their head coach, Jeff Walt- uh, Walters, joining us. No matter the win, the loss, he's always kind enough to take the time. He'll be joining us around 10.30. He'll give us the full story uh, of this game. Uh, Zach McNally, he is the head coach of Whitney High School, Man. the Whitney Wildcats, after going 0-10 last season, might be 2-0 and to start this year. Right now, they have the lead over Placer, which is... A, a, just an incredible thing to say. Placer's another one of those undefeated no teams question. last year uh, that was a juggernaut. Michelle Dapper of KCRA, she's back to join us. She is covering uh, the Paradise versus East Nicholas game. And if you know anything about Paradise High School and what that entire community has gone through with the, with the tragedy of the fires last year, she'll be able to give us the full story of that. And then Joe Davidson, of course, our staple from the Sacramento Bee, he's going to be joining us uh, in the 11 o'clock hour to wrap everything this up there. Is- so what you can expect on tonight's show. Full coverage of all of these games. We're about to go to a scoreboard here very, very shortly, so don't you worry uh, about that. Like I said, a lot of ongoing games uh, happening as well right now, so we'll try and update you as much as we can when we get that information coming in live. But also, you can be a part of this show by calling in on the Firewings hotline. All guests are coming to you via the Firewings hotline. You can try one of their delicious flavors of wings today, Firewings. Just wing it. If you are at one of these games or driving home from one of these games, want to brag about a a win or or talk about a player or two, feel free to call us and be a part of the show. We'd love to have you. You can also reach us via the text line 44 
1140 and brag about your school a little bit. Talk about the programs and share with us any information that we might uh, not be getting right in front of us. Without any further ado, Chuck, let's do as good as we can to share with you some of the games that have gone final and some of these games that are still in the third and fourth quarters with our scoreboard tonight on Friday Night Football. And we will start with Johnson over WSCA Johnson. Getting the win 46-7. to This was an early game today. Rippon taking on Sonora. Rippon gets the blowout win 55-14. to Oak Ridge gets or is closing in on a win over Vacaville 38-20. to The score right now late in the fourth quarter. Head coach Eric Cavalier might be joining us very, very shortly uh, or in the coming weeks. So it'll be good to talk to him. Oak Ridge off to a good start this season. Del Campo gets the W against McQueen. I wanted to make a Steve McQueen joke. I just couldn't think of one quick enough. 31-15, Del Campo gets the W. The Rockland Thunder at home beating Franklin 43-21. We're going to be talking a little bit about Rockland in today's show. I have some questions for Joe Davidson about them. They are looking strong to start the season. Somerville taking on Galton. What was one hell of a game? They get the W 24-21, does Somerville. Clayton Valley Charter. Gets the win over Turlock at home, 21-7 tonight. We got Nevada Union and Napa still in the fourth quarter, tied up 14-14, so we'll keep you posted on that one. 35-7 win for Linden at home. They get the job done. We also have another one tied up, 21-21, Merced and Gregory in overtime, so we'll also keep you up to date on that one as well. This game just went final. Hilmar beats Los Banos 49-19 at home. Oakmont beats Roseville 21 to 20 and it was it was pretty tragic. It came down to the very <laughs> very end a two point conversion opportunity for Roseville. They elected to go for the win on the road, which you have to tip your cap to that and admire it, but yeah, Oakmont's defense aggressive. held strong. They get a uh, interception in the end zone to secure the victory. Some drama in week 1 of the season. Davis Blows out Franklin 49 to nothing on the road. Manteca's taking on Downey right now. They're in the fourth quarter. Manteca is up 48 to 34. Tell me if you heard this before. De La Salle, they win on the road, or actually they're closing in on a win. This game's still in the fourth quarter, 49 to 14 at Central Catholic. Matt, I have heard that before. Oh. Yeah. Good. So I just wanted to. I'm glad. Oh, you said just in case. So, dude, there you go. Appreciate the update. Sierra taking on Central Valley, the Timberwolves of Sierra get the big win 42 to 14 it's strange for me still to see grant on the short end of a scoreboard based off of my time yeah uh, when i was in high school and how dominant grant was and they've been a successful program but they're off to a rough start this season oh and two now as they are schlacked at home 38 to seven the seven points that grant scored came at the very end of the game woof it's one of those moral victories at least we didn't get shut out i've, I've been in plenty of those uh whitney and placer going head to head here Whitney is the story of the first two weeks, and I'm jacked up to talk to Coach Zach McNally in a little bit. Whitney is up by 20, 47 to 27 in the fourth quarter. Closing in on that win, 2-0. Escalon beat Calaveras 24-7 on the road tonight. We got Vanden taking on Rancho Catati. The Cougars of Rancho Catati get the W, 48-14. to And the last score that we will share with you to, or at least as of right now, Liberty 
gets the win over Oakdale on the road 19-14. to Those are not, of course, the only games tonight. Still so many more going on. I'm actually going to scroll down and give you some updates from some other games. Uh, Charles, you've been following this Dell Oro Intercom battle very, very closely. I'm going to ask for an update on that from you here uh, in just a little bit, but I also wanted to fill you in on this score. Capital Christian leads Patterson on the road in the third quarter, 35 uh, to 21. Bear Creek uh, has a big lead over Tokay, 48 to 14 at home. That game is in the second half. Wood Creek with the advantage over Kennedy right now at home. Uh, and then Granite Bay getting the victory 25 to 7 over DeMonte Ranch. A lot of great games tonight, man. Just so many good games. And one of these good games, even though it's it's getting away from it right now, is this Del Oro Intercom game that's been going on. Yeah, this thing was great through about three quarters, and Intercom started running away with it. And uh, Del Oro had chances. They had opportunities. Intercom had a couple of uh, special teams, mishaps, misfortunes. But Del Oro just couldn't capitalize on that wing tee, that running offense of Intercom just has been able to take over here in the fourth. I mean, that's part of it, too, with a, with a wing tee, triple option, whatever uh, run-heavy offense that you run. Once you get later into the game, third, late third, early fourth, it really starts wearing down a defense, and we're starting to see that with Del Oro tonight. Yeah, and... Uh... I know Coach Walters is not going to make any excuses, so we shouldn't make any excuses for him and Del Oro. But from your experience going against wing tees as a defender, with that many weapons to keep an eye out for and, and so many options in terms of holes opening up, never mind running out of gas at the end of the game, I, two times, twice tonight, Intercom converted on third and longs mm-hmm. uh, to keep drives alive, and both those drives ended up resulting uh, in touchdowns. That's very significant moment, and to trust your your runners, your wheels, uh, to get those seven, eight, nine yards on third down uh, to convert for you, it, it's got to just take the wind out of your sails as a defense. It's frustrating, like the triple option in a different way. There's a good amount of disguise and trickeration and you're not sure who has the ball, uh, what hole it's going to, etc. It's uh, it's a lot less direct than you know going up against just a a, a pro style offense. You know, someone running out of the eye or even out of shotgun. You know, once you get to the wing tee, the triple option, it's the veer. It's all there's there's a good amount of disguise, trickeration, just hiding the ball somewhat. You know. When you're reading that fullback in the triple option, it's to show the ball, and you don't know who has it. Yeah. Did he give it to the fullback? Did the quarterback keep it? Same thing with the wing tee, same thing with the veer, and it's uh, it's frustrating to go against. But Endercom, as we know, is a well-oiled machine. That's the other thing, too, is it's dangerous, in a sense, to have an offense like the wing tee, triple option, etc., because you're so reliant on these things to where if you do play a team that can shut it down— then you have no other, you have nothing else to go to. You know, you have these set plays out of the wing tee, out of the triple option. It's the, you know, the line from Remember the Titans. You know, I run eight plays and, you know, like Novocaine, they they work. And it's just a well-oiled machine at Endercom running the wing tee. But again, like I said, if you can stop it, they have nothing else they can do. Is there any one thing that is more or most effective against wing tees? Is it outside blitzes from middle linebackers or outside linebackers? Is it just covering your A, B, and C gaps right on that line? Like, what is there any one-dimensional way to try and stop this? It's tough. There's a lot easy? of there's a lot of polling in the wing tee. Um, some people have 
you know, tried to take out linemen. I don't want to say anything dirty or anything, but like, yeah, be, teams have d- uh, dove, dived. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a, a lyricist here, so dive at linemen's legs so they can't pull. Uh, you almost are tackling linemen. There's there's some some things you can do, but really what it comes down to is you just have to be bigger and better and better. And uh, Del Oro lost 18 starters. They lost the you know lineman of the year. They lost uh, you know a first team linebacker mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so all conference first team, obviously, and so it's it's just tough to replace those guys. Yeah. So I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. It, even though something can be a gimmick offense, there's no gimmick defense to really take it away. Yeah. Uh, another score that I wanted to get to that we didn't get to is uh, another win for Davis, a dominant win. Actually, this game, according to this in front of me, is still going on, but they're up 64 to nothing at Cordova Sheesh. in the fourth quarter. They beat Grant uh, last week, week zero, to start the season 1-0, and definitely closing in on 2-0. and Those Davis Blue Devils are going to be a team to really keep an eye out for this season, and they made a lot of noise and, and thought highly of themselves last year. They just ran into a buzzsaw of a lot of really, really talented teams, and it's clear now that... Some of the juggernauts last year, I mean, of course, we have the Folsoms and things like that, mm-hmm. but some of the juggernauts, at least early this year, appear more vulnerable than they were last year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there is still Folsom and Monterey Trail and and teams like that, but uh, it just it changes every year, and part of how you are a great team is you have guys who have been playing varsity for a couple of years. You have seniors on your team. You have great leaders, and like I said with Del Oro, they graduated 18 starters. Yeah. That's out of 22. So they have a lot of people to replace, just like a lot of other teams too. And that's what is so impressive about Folsom and some of these teams that have this sustained success is just the the, the factory that they run there that keeps pumping out good players. And and not only that, just not just the good players, but the fact that they're able to get these guys reps while they're young. So they're ready for when they are juniors and seniors ready to to contribute in big ways. And there's no better example like you're talking about of how things can change from year to year than the team that you're already calling one of the stories of the year. The Whitney Wildcats right now closing in on a win over Placer High School, <sighs> undefeated Placer last year on the road. Whitney was 0-10 last year, Chuck. And, and we had the Placer play-by-play guys uh, on with us last year. And they called Whitney, yeah. and, and responsibly so, they called Whitney the best and 10 team they've ever seen yeah and it was it was strange because unfortunately uh they were uh whitney was just playing in that juggernaut conference having a really hard time uh finding a victory last year but they didn't let that define them as a program and getting to a 2-0 and start or closing in on a 2-0 and start this year talk about a quick turnabout around talk about a way to to make everybody forget about a rough year last year i mean that's just an amazing story in the making right now it's incredibly impressive i was in their situation when I was in high school. My junior year, we went 0-10. And then game one, my senior year, we got the win. Game two, we actually weren't able to get the win like Whitney's doing. But we played our rival, one of the best teams in the league, down to the last play of the fourth quarter. And that first win gives you so much confidence and such just a great feeling, great vibe moving forward. But this thing with Whitney seems a lot more real Mm -hmm. than what I'm talking about because they're out here giving it to Placer right now. Uh, up 20 points in the fourth quarter, it's incredible. I'm I'm excited to talk to Coach, and also he's another guy we can talk to about the wing team. Maybe he can answer your question about how to stop it because uh, they're doing a hell of a job at it tonight. Couple more games just went final. Lincoln beat Pittman on the road, 48 nothing. Bradshaw Christian beat Durham, 
41-21 on the road. Rio Vista beat Millennium, and and how about this for a high-scoring game, Chuck? 62-45, to the final score in this one. Rio Vista getting the win at home, and then Sheldon got the win over Burbank. That's almost too much. Look, I like high-scoring. I like the high high-octane stuff, but, you know... Can Maybe we, a little defense. Can we confirm it wasn't a basketball game? Yeah, I, I cannot. I cannot. Let me. Yeah, I'll call. I'll, we'll ask Joe when we get him on a little later, just to make sure. We might need to. I wanted to discuss Wood this. Creek. Give me the Wood Creek. Like, what are we doing? Wood Creek. What are we doing? Wood Creek's up big right now. I actually the the score is not updating in front of me, so I want to make sure uh, that I got it right. But my Wood Creek Timberwolves again. Wood Creek. I was a uh, Wood Creek graduate yep, class of twenty twelve. Yep. Uh, so the the Timberwolves are of course a team that I keep a very close eye on. Uh, and they got off to a bit of a rough start getting the loss last week, but they returned home this week uh, looking for their first victory and certainly looks like they are going to be uh, getting that done. I'm trying to stall for time here as I'm, I'm scrolling <laughs> down, your, trying to get the guys. updated score. wanted to make sure uh, that I get it correct. Last time I checked, they were up big, and yes, this game has gone final. Uh, they beat John F. Kennedy 29-6 to at home, so my Wood Creek Timberwolves are on the board, 1-1 one and one on the season. Good bounce back week, Woo! Timberwolves. That's what I'm talking about. About. There you go. Hey, man. I'm a happy camper now. Yeah, good for you. Definitely a happy I'm going to start camper. bringing Tam High updates in here, man. That's where I went. It was in the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. I'm, yeah. I'm always happy to know. letting you know. Charles D. Hamilton was a lineman. Tell you about how they're 0-4. So, he'll... he'll yikes. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they might be fine. Can you throw shade at your own team? Is that cool? Yeah, you know, because uh, we were really bad when I was there, so I think I'm allowed to. This game just went final as well. Another one-point finished. Or Stimba beats Houston 22-21 to on the road. Those are heartbreakers. And speaking of heartbreakers, I want to go to this Oakmont-Roseville game really quick before we go to commercial. So this this is where coach decision-making comes into play. So Oakmont had the lead. Roseville puts together a, a nice drive towards the end of the game. Scores a touchdown, and with about a minute left, they have the decision, do we kick the PAT and play for overtime on the road, which, for the most part, I guess the deck is stacked against you because you're on the road. I mean, home field advantage is so iffy in high school sports in general, but... Or you, I mean, you can go for the two and and just go for the win and and try and end the game right then and there. And I admire Roseville, uh, the Tigers, giving it a shot. Unfortunately, it uh, it didn't work out for him as Oakmont got the uh, the interception to make sure the two point conversion did not take place. So twenty one twenty the final. I'm just asking you, you're the coach, you're making that decision, you're holding the clipboard. Are you making the same thing, going for the two and going for the win? You know, it's a case by case basis. I can't really say yes or no. But part of the you know problem we have here is we don't have we don't get to watch these games live. So right. I can't tell you. You know, did did Roseville storm back? Did they score twenty points in the fourth? And we're feeling good, and we're marching and kicking ass, and we're gonna go get this two point conversion, no problem. Or is it you know did did Oakmont come back to to take the lead late, and we're trying to. Just stick around. It it really depends how the game went more so than just the score itself. But I also can appreciate a guy going for the win regardless of the situation. You know, forget it. You're on the road. Maybe it's a situation where they're down certain players. You know, there's just there's a lot of reasons to go for it. I can appreciate the aggressiveness, and we can play armchair quarterback here, armchair head coach, and say since they didn't get it, they shouldn't have gone for it. But I'm all for it, man. You know. You, you got a chance to wrap this thing up. Why not? This game just went final as well. Del Oro. I'm not used to saying this. Del Oro loses mm. 
They are now 1-1 one and one on the season as they fall 37-10. to 10. Uh, The final score, they lose to Indercom. Indercom is 2-0. and oh. They're definitely a team uh, to keep an eye out on. They were on our... Uh, in the uh, top 20 in Joe Davidson's preseason rankings heading into this year. And they're certainly proven that they belong in that. Again, Del Oro head coach Jeff Walters is going to be joining us. We had him scheduled for around 1030, but because the game just wrapped up, it might be a little bit later. Uh, we'll effort him and try and get him on uh, as, as soon as possible. But right now we're going to take the break. When we come back, we have the KHDK game of the week Ooh. returning. The poll is up right now. We'll let you know what four games, what four matchups are there for you to vote on right now. And, what if you win what team gets and 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 the spectacle that happens and and the what's going to really take place for KHDK and our street team and everything we'll explain it all when we come back here Friday night football show presented by top rank heating and air conditioning right here on sports 1140 KHDK now back to more of the Friday night football show presented by top rank heating and air here's Matt George and Charles T Hamilton Yes, indeed. Friday night football. My name's Matt George. The barking guy in the background is Charles T. Hamilton. Yeah. Week two of the show, officially week one of the high school football season, is yes. last week was week zero. And we have some amazing games to recap for you. Also, some good guests coming. Del Oro uh, just went final in their game against Intercom. Unfortunately, Del Oro falling short, but head coach Jeff Walters still is set to join us in the next 10 to 15 minutes or so. Might have to play it by ear. That game got done a little bit late, and of course, he has his post-game locker room chats, media, and things like that to handle. Uh, so we'll get Coach Walters hopefully as soon as possible. Keep you updated on that. But we do have uh, someone that we expect to be in a very good mood joining That's the show right. for the first time ever. Whitney head coach Zach McNally. Whitney just beat Placer, Chuck. Whoo! Placer's a squad, too. I mean, they are legit. They have Hans Grossman, the big fullback, who's, you know, 6'4", 230, 240. That's a grown man running the ball. Yeah. And they run it out of the wing tee, like we've talked about, uh, to perfection. And they were able to put up points, put up yards, but Whitney was able to put up more. I'm excited to talk to Coach McNally. That'll be a good one. Let's fire up that score bed, and we'll dive into more scores from around the sack walking section. And we will start with Central getting a big win on the road over Grant, 38-7. Grant is 0-2 to start the season. The game we just talked about, Whitney gets the big win over Placer, 47-34. Whitney, after going 0-10 last year, are currently 2-0. I'm actually going to jump down here, Chuck, on the fly because some of these scores I've already shared for you, but i got to get to this one because this will make my wife happy. She is an East Union alumni, and East Union gets the shutout win over Mountain House on the road. 59-0 tonight. East Union is 1-1. Shout out, Mrs. George. Denaire gets the win over Woodland Christian, 34-7. Golden Sierra gets the win on the road against Mesa Verde, 41-6. We talked about this game a minute ago, but Endercom running that wing tee to perfection gets the big win over Del Oro, 37-10. Clayton Valley Charter wins over Turlock at home, 21-7. Capital Christian taking on Patterson. This might have been another basketball game. We're not sure. We're going to ask Joe just to make sure. Capital Christian gets the win, 63-42 to over Patterson. Another high-scoring game. Vista Del Lago beats Ponderosa at home, 61-38. to I guess this is like the high-scoring game section because we got another one. Pleasant Grove up 56-12 to over Christian Brothers. This one, kind of. Consumus Oaks at home puts up 42 points. McNair, only 7, 42-7 the final. And... 
One more for you. Let's get Bradshaw Christian getting the win on the road. 41-21 against Durham. That is part, only part of the Sac Joaquin section scoreboard for you to go and check out right now. Actually, we have to get to this one as well. Folsom has now built a pretty sizable lead over Jesuit. This game was close early, Chuck, but now Folsom has a 45-12 lead as this game is coming down to the end. The Folsom Bulldogs right back to what they do best. Folsom doing what they do, even when it becomes a close game early, a well-fought game early, usually third to fourth quarter is when they really start picking up steam, putting up points, and putting the, the other team away. I mean, this is this is Folsom. This is a, a powerhouse. And uh, Jesuit was game. They came out and played hard, but... Man, by the end of the day, it's just hard to keep Folsom down for, for four quarters. And Jesuit and Folsom, if I'm not mistaken, played each other week two last year mm-hmm. as well. And Folsom won that game. It was Jesuit's first game of the year, but for Folsom, that was their second game in their After first After the loss to, to De La, De La Salle. Salle, yep. And I appreciate both programs. I mean, Folsom's not afraid to, to challenge no, anybody, no. but I appreciate... Jesuit not backing down from the challenge again. I don't know how involved they are in that schedule, if they choose this matchup or not, but I, I appreciate the fact that they, they welcome this game, they welcome this challenge early, and Jesuit usually goes on to be successful for the remainder of their season. So these are good opportunities to pl- face a, a powerhouse and see where you're at, see what you need to work on, and really measure yourself against the best of the best. you got to play them sometime. I mean, regardless of when you're going to be playing them, whether it's week two, week one, week zero, or... Week ten, yeah. So you got to get it. You got. You're gonna have to play them regardless of when it is. And Jesuit man, they were game. They came out, played hard. I think it was a, uh, what was it like, fourteen to six at one point. You know, in the first half, they were, they were ready to go. They they we <laughs> said let's go. Like yeah. put put them up. Let's go. Ready to fight. And then Folsom just doing what Folsom does, able to put up huge points. Uh, I think Elijah Badger had like a 99-yard kickoff return. Daniel Nagata, whose brother Joe Nagata was on, playing for Clemson last night. Uh, Daniel Nagata, three touchdowns. Like They're just they're a machine. That's some good football blood in that family, Ooh. huh? Two, two brothers doing that well. We'll talk to Joe I mean, Davidson about that game. This is my second year covering Sac Joaquin section football, and I worked the Clemson game last night, and the very first play of the game is Joe Nagata. Like, it, it, it says something about the, the high level of football we get here. The fact that, you know, a true freshman is playing for for Clemson right now from this area. And that's why we encourage you to pay attention to the games around you. Even if you don't have kids or maybe you're not from this area, but you live here now for work. There are schools everywhere. There are football stadiums everywhere. And if you go out for a 15-minute drive through the greater Sacramento area, you'll probably see two or three stadiums with lights on with all these Friday night football games that are happening uh, through high school. This is one of the best times of year. Right now, it's still pretty warm outside, but soon we'll get to Chuck's favorite time when you can see the breath Ooh. from both lines as they, uh, they the line up. the steam coming off the head. We're getting to that and... point, and you just, you're really missing out if you live in this community and you're not taking the time to uh, to go out and, and watch these games. Chuck and I love the fact that we get to be in studio at KGDK and do these shows, but if we have one regret, it's the fact that we don't have time to actually get out to yeah, these fields and yeah. watch these games ourselves. Yeah, no, I drove past a couple of fields tonight on my way in. Just gets me fired up, man. And it's, uh, especially if you ever played high school football, you know how great it really is. And definitely go check it out. There's high-level football all around us up here, and it's a, it's a damn good show, too. Well, I'll tell you what, if you didn't make it out to any games this week, I have four, if not Uh more, games for you to check out next week. These four games are up on KHDK.com right now. If you go to KHDK.com's Friday Night Football page, 
when you go to the website, you'll see a menu tab on the right. Just tap on that menu tab and you'll see Friday Night Football. Click on it and this poll will come up as well as our full score stream with all the finals, not just from tonight, but even from last week. You can check out all the scores and and all the matchups coming up in the weeks to come. Uh, We have everything for you here, including this poll that you're going to want to check out. Here are the four games, Chuck. Do it. That are available for vote right now. You can vote an unlimited amount of time. So if you're a student or if you're a teacher, Get your class to just slam those votes and and make sure that you get the game of the week for KHDK. Vista Del Lago at Castle Roble. Jesuit at Granite Bay. Granite Bay coming off a win tonight. Jesuit's going to be looking for revenge after this loss to Folsom. Speaking of Folsom, you have Folsom at Antelope. And then Sacramento at Indercombe, who returns Mm. home (laughs) 2-0. Four amazing games Available for you to vote right now on KHDK.com. And already people are voting. Already people are tuning in. Sacramento at Indercombe has the early lead right now. They have about a uh, 40% advantage over everybody else. I so mean, I, know who, I know who I'm voting for. I'm not going to say it because, you know, I want to be unbiased here. But uh... And here's what happens. If your team is selected, if, if the voting happens, our KHDK street team comes out, sets up a tent at your stadium, to watch this game. They're there the entire time with free giveaways and goodies. And, of course, we spend a little extra time discussing that game, breaking it down, and hearing about it right here on the Friday Night Football Show. So take advantage of that right now on khdk.com. You can vote for the Sports 1140 KHDK Game of the Week. Again, the four games for you to vote on right now. Vista Del Lago at Casa Roble, Jesuit at Granite Bay, Folsom at Antelope, and Sacramento at Intercom. A lot of fun games on uh, on the schedule. And I don't know if you've done this yet, Chuck. And last year, I like to take it week by week. I don't tend to look too far ahead with schedules. But I decided, I was just like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take a look at it. I'm really going to check yeah. it out and see some of these matchups coming up, man. I went through every single week. And every week, I found five, Stacked. six matchups that I'm just like, Stacked. must watch. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's worth to go out to see just because it's football. If you're listening to us, you love football. And not only is it football, it's high-level football. It is worth the price of admission. You're going to go see a damn good show, and there's great games every single week. I, I, I've, I've made a decision. Matt, we're going to a game. Uh, we're going to figure out how to make it work. We're going to be at at least one game this year. We have to. We I absolutely agree. have to. We will do our best to find out uh, a way. Again, Jeff Walters is supposed to be having him on here in a couple minutes, the head coach of Del Oro that just fell to Intercom. That game wrapped up only 15 minutes or so ago, so it's – it's uh, tough to get him quickly uh, after this, but he's not the only guest joining us. Whitney head coach Zach McNally joining us at the end of this hour. Michelle Dapper from KCRA. Uh, she's going to be joining us from the Paradise East Nicholas game early on in the 11 o'clock hour, and then we'll wrap up the show with Sack B's Joe Davidson towards the end um, of this this show here tonight. And he is at this Folsom uh, Jesuit game, so we'll get a lot of recaps and a lot of stuff from that. He also released this very interesting article uh, yes, today, Chuck. I'm excited to talk to him about this That's discussing yeah. the, uh, the revenue that dropped off a little bit despite – this area being so good for football, the revenue dropped off and, and fans, not as many fans showing up to these games. And, and Joe had some interesting takes and theories on the entire situation. So we'll dig deeper uh, and hear more about that. Cause I think that's fascinating. And, and again, I encourage everybody to get out there and it's worth the five, $10 to get in just to watch oh, no high question. level football. No and you're going to be watching odds are you're going to be watching not just NCAA D one hopefuls, potential pros, you said it. I mean, today, look, uh, Eddie Vanderdoes of the Raiders, 
He was released today, put on injury reserve and released, but he's a local guy. And hopefully he can get healthy because once he does, he's going to be back on another NFL team, a former mid-round pick. The Raiders' starting left tackle is a local guy. I think he's from uh, went to Roseville. Colton Miller. There's uh, Shaq Thompson. There, there's endless number of players that, like you said, not only are you going to see him in D1, you could potentially see him in the NFL. And like I said last night, the very first person to touch the ball in the Clemson game last night was a Folsom graduate was a guy we covered last year, Joseph Nagata. His brother's playing at Folsom right now, Daniel, who's another guy who's going to go D1. Like, they, it is it, – it, I, I would say it's similar to going to a Rivercats game, honestly. You're sitting there seeing guys that are going to be playing at the next level. That's what you're seeing uh, with Sac Joaquin football, no question. Two overtime games happening right now. Nevada Union and Napa still tied at 14. Merced and Gregory tied at 21. That game is in second overtime. I mean, talk about – some fantastic matchups happening right now. And as soon as we get finals and any information on those two games, uh, we will bring them uh, towards you. We have Jeff Walters. We're efforting him right now, trying to work out. I'll it. say high school does. We, we are getting Jeff Walters, sorry. But uh, the high school does overtime right. They do the college overtime. Yeah. Where, you know, it's started at 25 and let's go. <laughs> Instead of kickoff and blah, 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 blah. We're, we're just, we're getting after it. It looks like Manteca and Downey are heading to overtime as well, tied at 48 uh, currently in this one. A late interception uh, by Downey made sure that uh, Manteca could not uh, take over or or win this game towards the end. So a lot of high, even though you see a score that says 48-48 and you think, "Mm, defense, where you at? But we've seen a fair amount just following these games from the information that we've gotten there have been some defensive plays that have been the difference between wins and losses tonight in these close games. Also, like I mentioned earlier, Oakmont getting the interception, stopping a two-point conversion in Roseville's try to win the game. Yeah, and this level of football also is, you know, with the air raid, uh, spread, Chip Kelly-type offenses that teams are running, you're going to get scores like this. And that doesn't mean that the defense was terrible. It means they're going up against high-powered offenses. And like you said, there's also... You may be getting your butt kicked all game, but one pick six can turn the entire thing. One, you know, sack, strip sack. Uh, one big defensive play can change the entire thing. So, it, yes, 48-48 in overtime is a uh, a duel, an offensive duel, but it's just how these offenses are run nowadays. I You're going to give up points. I wanted to discuss this game, too. Oak Ridge getting the win over Vacaville on the road, 45-20. to Oak Ridge is now 2-0. and They're another team that we, we want to put up there with the juggernauts, but they just can't find their way uh, past Folsom. Maybe this will be the year. Uh, I, I spoke this week uh, with head coach Eric Cavalier. We're either going to have him on next week, or we're going to try and get him and some players of his in here, some of the Trojans, in-house during Love their it. bye week Love it. Uh, in two weeks from now. Hopefully we can make that happen. We did that with Del Oro and Jeff Walters uh, last year. I unfortunately did not get the opportunity to do that, but you were in studio with them, said it was a lot of fun, and that's really uh, something They said that, they wouldn't have come if uh, I mean, do you blame you them? Here. No, I've, I've, I barely I can get you in here. Yeah, I've, yeah, seriously, that's it's tough for me to show up every week. <laughs> Just kidding, Matt. We love you, man. But no, it's it, – and you know what? Folsom pulled the trick on me again tonight where – and they did it sometimes last year, but they were – last year I, I felt they were a little more stacked where tonight when it was close with Jesuit, like maybe this is the year yeah. that a team – and then like I said, third, fourth quarter comes, they put up about 35 and they're up, you know, 40 points late in the fourth. So they 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 – tricked me and they're going to continue to do it and I'm going to stop falling for it I swear these 
Overtime games, both of them just went final. Nevada Union gets the win on the road 20-14 to over Napa. And Gregory gets the win at home over Merced 27-21. to Man. Two amazing games going to OT. One road team wins, the other home team wins. And those walk-off touchdowns are the best, too. Especially yeah. at home with yeah. that student section. Oh, yeah. oh man. They're, they're, it's the best. There's nothing like it. Uh, overtime, especially in high school, like we said, the way they run it like college, there's it's just awesome. It is the best. And take me into, if you don't mind, give me an example, at least in your playing days, what that post-game locker room is like after that win. Because you were telling me what we were discussing off the air about this Oakmont-Roseville game that, that went down to a, a two-point conversion, that you were actually in a situation like this where yeah. you were on the defense and you got a stop preventing a two-point conversion for your opponent's yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, it was a very similar situation. We were up uh, 21-20. And they were going for two to win the game. We made a defensive stop, game over, you know, after a kneel down or two, after a kickoff kneel down, et cetera. And uh, it's just, it's it's fun. Man, it, it is fun. I remember we were talking to the Plaster guys last week, and they played up in Eureka, you know, a six-hour bus ride away. Getting that win, best bus ride ever. Yeah. But if you get that loss, though, imagine six hours of just your head hung and, and quiet. And I'm sure, I mean, it sounds like you went on your fair share of those bus rides, too. And and for teams like Del Loro that aren't used to losing but lost on the road tonight, it stings tonight. Maybe it stings throughout this Labor Day weekend, but you get back to work on Monday, Tuesday. You got a and, game next week. And you just put it out of mind. You got another game next week, and it's, it's let's go. Is I mean, it easier that it's at the beginning of the season because you know you have so many shots at redemption, or is it harder because you wanted to get off to a good start and now the cold reality of a long season sets in? Well, it, it's – here's the thing. This isn't NCAA football where, you know – One loss and you're done. Basically. Yeah, exactly, and where it's like, okay, losing earlier in the season is better because, you know, you, the rankings, blah, blah, blah. Like the record is the record in high school football. So it it doesn't quite matter when you take a loss, but – you could make the argument that an earlier loss is better because that'll keep you motivated. That's going to keep you going. You could, you know, also make the argument a loss late in the season when you're getting arrogant after being 7-0 and or something like that is a better one. It just depends. I mean, there are no good losses, honestly, but I, I guarantee that, that Del Oro is going to be motivated. All these teams that are taking early L's, especially some like Placer. Placer is going to be fired up after this loss to Whitney, which, again, can't wait to talk to the coach uh, McNally about that that Whitney win. But they're going to be fired up. Yeah. So, I mean, it just – losses are never easy. There's no acceptable losses. But it's nice to get to have a loss when you have a game again next week. Right. The only game you don't want to lose is the last one, mm-hmm. honestly. Yep. Don't want your season to end before it is literally the last week of the season. Yeah. We're talking championships and and state and nationals and stuff like that, which is a long ways away, but we'll bring you all the way up to that throughout these weeks here on the Friday Night Football Show. We're going to take the break. Couldn't get Jeff Walters here during this uh, during this segment, but we're still going to effort him and try and squeeze him in at some point through the remainder of the show. We are on the air until midnight. Still uh, have Zach McNally, the head coach of the Whitney Cougars, or sorry, Whitney Wildcats. How Ooh. dare me? The Whitney Wildcats. Unbelievable. Uh, he will, I know. Shame on me. Uh, he will be joining us hopefully next segment. Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee, Michelle Dapper of KCRA. So many reasons to stay tuned for the remaining hour and 15 minutes or so right here on Friday Night Football, Sports 1140 KHDK. 
Welcome back into Friday Night Football, the high school football show for you here on Sports 1140 KHGK, presented by Top Rake Heating and Air Conditioning. My name is Matt George, joined by Charles T. Hamilton, and will soon to be joined by Whitney head coach Zach McNally. Just got off of a or in a text conversation with him. He is going to uh, be joining us here. He is good to go, and hopefully he's a happy camper as his Whitney uh, his Whitney team is two and zero, oh, and they just defeated. Man. A juggernaut, and I mean a juggernaut in Placer. That granted, they're not exactly the same team that they were last year, uh, but still, to get a win over Placer is very, very impressive. So hopefully, uh, Coach McNally is is ready to discuss that with us, as he is currently being called, and will get on the phone with us here in just a little bit. But we do have a game, Chuck, that has gone final. Folsom getting the job done. They beat Jesuit fifty-two to twelve again. This game was relatively close in the first, second quarter, but. After halftime, Folsom just stepped on the gas, man. That's what they do, and they, uh, they're they 1-0 and no surprise to anybody. Like I said, they you know, pulled the rug out from under me again. Close in the first half. Jesuits playing them hard. I'm thinking this might be the year. You know, they lost Caden uh, uh, Bennett, the quarterback, Joe Nagata. But it's it's a machine out there, man. They, yep. they reload, and they're good to go. And they put the... the the foot on the pedal in the second half, put up a hundred points, and uh, yeah. Well, Folsom is always a story in this sack walking section, but they're not the best story that's going on right now. You got that right. The best story that's going on right now is is Whitney High School. After going, might oh, be my team this year. Th- I mean, yikes! After going <laughs> oh and ten, oh and ten last year. Yeah, a two and zero oh start, including a win tonight. Over Big Lasser, that was ten and zero last season. That just goes to show you, hard work and an off season can change a lot of things. And very excited uh, to bring him into the Friday Night Football Show for the first time. The head coach of Whitney High School football, Zach McNally, joining me, Coach. It is an absolute pleasure uh, to be able to speak with you. Looking forward to hearing all about this game, and and of course. Congratulations, sir! Just on this turnaround that you guys have uh, underwent, two and zero to start the season. Got to be feeling good. You got to be proud of this team. Do we have coach? Yeah. Oh, there we are, coach. Sorry, we didn't have you there for a minute, but now you're in my ear. Yeah, you so got me. I got you loud and clear, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Just still, uh, still running on adrenaline after the big win. <laughs> I imagine. So coming into a game like this, you know, hey, we at least we got the first win out of the way last week. And I guess let's start there. Uh, your team goes 0-10 last year. And, of course, there's always whispers, rumblings, frustrations. I, I'm sure you, your entire staff, every player, every parent, everybody, even associated yeah. with Whitney High School is frustrated with that. And you have to deal with that and let that just fester inside you for an entire offseason. And then you come out of the gate in week one, first game, and you just completely put it to bed with a win. Was how much of a relief was that for you and your squad? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, we came, we came out of the gates. We had a great home win last last week, and we knew that uh, playing Placer, they're a physical football team and are all fast to the game, and we matched their physicality, and we're able to come out with big plays uh, on the on the offensive side, and we we got a few critical stops on defense to make them punt. But I uh, can't say enough to. Uh, the offensive line and the quarterback for uh, making big plays when we needed it. crucial third downs and uh, our guys just showed a lot of grit and uh, physicality we uh, you know we've, we've been at this since November unfortunately last year our season didn't go how I wanted that uh, you know myself 
I, I train the program, so being able to have a full year training them, getting them physically and mentally mentally ready with my uh, with my coaching staff and really getting to open up the playbook and have spring ball and really essentially have a chance to start my program this year. Last year we came in in June and uh, we uh, you know we just kind of hit the ground running and we're uh, you know just just trying to put fires out. But this year, like I've told everybody, this is a new Whitney. We're uh, we're establishing a new, um, you know, a new a new protocol. We're establishing a new standard, and I just couldn't couldn't say enough about the kids and the families buying in and trusting myself and my coaching staff. That's awesome, Coach. I also got to say, as a former O lineman, you bringing up the O line as like the first talking point. You just you just won me over completely. Uh, not just with your with how great a story Whitney is, uh, but I got to ask how. Much confidence did that week one win give you guys? Because I was in a similar situation in high school. We went 0-10 and then won our first game the next year. And after that first game, I, I didn't care. We'll, we'll, we'll take on De La Salle. How much confidence did that first win give you? You know, it was a lot. You know, we, we'd, spent, we'd spent a lot of time in the offseason. We talked about it. We, you know, we, we knew what we were capable of. And uh, it was just, it was great to just, be able to show all the work that we had and what it was for. It was very validating for the young men and the families that have trusted myself and my staff and putting countless hours in the weight room and the uh, classroom and uh, just buying into what, to what we're all about here at Whitney football. And that's, and that's effort, physicality, and toughness on offense, defense, and special teams. Love it. Coach, uh, we had Dave Rosenthal. He's one of the radio voices of uh, the Placer Hillman. Uh, and we had him on last year and we were or sorry last week and we were previewing this matchup and and he said and it's a direct quote that Whitney High School is the best 0 and 10 team they think they're ever going to see and are ever going to face so they had a feeling that this was not going to be a uh, an easy matchup for them of course it doesn't end up being whatsoever Whitney uh, gets the victory but Placer is a very established program a very successful program especially going back uh, to last season so what was the approach to this game coming off of that week uh, week one win you're one and oh you have that at least out of the way now it gets to just focusing on each match matchup as they come so what was your approach to this uh placer matchup this week the approach was just fundamentals um and playing playing an offense like that the wing tee they run it well and uh they do a great job at what they do and and it was going to be a completely different football game than last week with playing against a spread team so being able to change our mentality on uh, on the on the defense side of the football and play some old school smash mouth ball we knew we were going to have to compete with them for four quarters, they, they platoon, and we have, we have some guys going both ways. So it was definitely a gut check for us up front on defense. And, uh, you know, the offensive line, the steel players on the uh, on the offensive side, th- those guys carried us tonight. But uh, thankfully we were able to get get some uh, timely stops. Um, but I can't I – can't, I, can't, I tell you, I can't uh, say enough about our O-line and D-line and just the amount of grit that we had uh, to, to be able to, to be physical and match that and to be able to continue – when adversity hit, it wasn't all perfect. We knew that there was going to be some good and some bad, but the whole motto is don't flinch. Something bad happens, don't flinch. Trust your technique, trust your coaching, and just trust what you've done for the last six months. Charles and I were discussing at the top of the show how to handle the wing tee defensively. Uh, Indercom, who runs the wing tee, got in the, uh, the victory tonight over Del Oro, so they're now 2-0 and on the season. I just threw out the question to Chuck, a, a former defensive and offensive lineman, how do you handle uh, just a, a a wing tee that is 
so versatile and can beat you in so many ways. And is there any one specific way to really attack it and go after it? Clearly some success for you guys tonight, where for the most part was this game won on the defensive end? Where did you find a weakness and exploit it? No, we just, we just tried to, uh, to, to take away, to take away, take away their inside run game. And we wanted to, to, to spill everything outside because we have athletes that we think can run the alley. And we, we knew we needed a tackle. Those guys play extremely hard at Placer. They're well coached. Um, but we wanted, we wanted to take away the inside, and we wanted to get everything to spill to our athletes and get them going side to side instead of downhill like they're used to. Because whenever they get downhill, they're tough to stop. Coach, we've seen, you know, we follow on max preps. We don't get the, a live feed or anything. And we've also talked about one of the, the negative parts of this show is we, we don't get to go out to the game. So I just want to ask, I see you guys score a ton of points. What, what kind of offense do you guys run uh, out there? Uh, we're very multiple. Um, you know, my offense coordinator, Kevin Lapina, does a great job. We're, uh, we're able to be in anywhere from zero personnel, which is empty, all the way to 21 personnel. So we have, we have very, very uh, versatile players that are able to, uh, to change the game plan by, uh, by week, depending on what we see with our film study. And uh, guys are just buying in. You know, we, may, we may start in certain formation, but uh, you know, whatever, we're, whatever we want to attack uh, for our film study, we're able to be multiple due to that flexibility in our personnel. Nice. Yeah, the way you, you, uh, you, you've talked about you know, the, the grit and, uh, and physicality, I imagine it was just – you know, I back run up the middle every play. Uh, I'm just loving, I'm loving what you're selling, man. This is awesome. I appreciate it. This is the last time I'm going to bring up 0 and 10 because it's in the past. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't define you as a team anymore. 2 and 0 defines the, uh, the Whitney Wildcats now, uh, not 0 and 10. So, getting that out of the way, moving on from that, has the goal changed at all? over these first two weeks, was the goal coming into this year, hey, let's just get some wins and, and try and continue to, to build ourselves as a program? And has that now shifted to, man, we have some, some serious playoff and deep run uh, hopes, hopes and aspirations? Or has the goal been consistent all the way through? You know, the goal, all I know is two wins will not get you to the playoffs. So our, our goal is to get there, but it's going to take a lot more than these two. We definitely put ourselves in a great spot uh, for the, with these first two games. But uh, we understand it's a long, grueling season, especially with our schedule. And our league, is a, it's, it, there's, it's a tall order to compete week in and week out in the SFL, which is when we're in the greatest, we're in the greatest league in the state of California, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, we just got to stay healthy, stay the course, and we just want to go 1-0 every week. And we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy this till tomorrow, and then we're on to, uh, on to the, next, the next team, that's Central Fresno. That's a very, one, once again, Week after week, we're playing powerhouse after powerhouse, and we got a lot of respect for every program that we play. So we're just going to control what we control and uh, put our head down and get to work. Coach, you mentioned you know putting your stamp on this program that, that this year since you've been working at it, you know since last November that it, you're really turning it into your own program. What else do you want to do to continue to mold it in in your you know your fashion, your your idea of a program? Just, just keep building and being able to handle success because the model is, is that we're going to have success, but now how do you handle it? Are you still able to play with that chip on your shoulder after going 2-0? and You know, this is the first time we've ever been – this is the first time that we've ever actually been favored. Some people picked us to win, and I was a little bit leery about it because we've been the underdog. You know, it's tough to go from the, the, hunt, the hunter to the hunted. 
So we'll see. We'll see if we can handle success. But I got no doubt in my mind that my boys have the uh, the mental fortitude and physical ability to continue on this course. Coach, I uh, in looking you up, I found a a interview on the Whitney website, and uh, they asked about your hobbies and stuff. One of the things you said is you love shoes. So I got to know: Are you a sneakerhead? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I just I actually just found out this is a great night for me um coaching wise and also personally so i just found out that i'm gonna have my uh i'm gonna have my firstborn, and i found out it's gonna be a, a daughter so i think i'm gonna have to start saving money to buy my daughter some shoes so up until <laughs> today i would say i'm a sneakerhead but um you know I, I think my money's gonna be well spent on my young on my uh my young daughter well as from one sneakerhead to another congrats man that is awesome i appreciate that yeah. but i definitely i'll definitely have, have my fair share of jordans and yeezys at my house yes don't, sir don't, uh, no, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, holy smokes, coach. So much to congratulate you for, of course, congratulations uh, about uh, your, your daughter. And then a congratulations just about this team getting off to that two and O start. And of course, if we weren't already, we definitely have you on our radar as many should here in the sack Joaquin section. We would love to have you back on at some point in the uh, coming weeks back on the Friday night football show to get more of an update and idea of how this season is going for you guys. But it's been a blast for us here early on. Uh, to follow you and we mean it when we say that Whitney High School right now is is the talk of the Sac Joaquin section is the best story happening right now maybe in all of Northern California football uh, so own that be uh, proud of that and then uh, continue on to 3-0 and next week and in the weeks to come we appreciate you taking the time I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Congrats, Coach. That is head coach Zach McNally from Whitney High School. An amazing story. Awesome stuff. And we're going to throw a break right now, a quick break. We're going to come back. Jeff Walters of Del Oro High School. He is willing to spend a couple minutes with us despite the fact that Del Oro uh, fell short against Intercom tonight. We'll spend a few minutes with him and then go right to Michelle Dapper of KCRA. Things are picking up here. One hour to go of the Friday Night Football Show on KHDK. And I found out it's going to be a, a daughter. So I think I'm going to have to start saving money to buy my daughter some shoes. So up until today, I would say I'm a sneakerhead. But, um, you know, I think my money's going to be well spent on my young, on my, uh, my young daughter. Well, as from one sneakerhead to another, congrats, man. That is awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I definitely, I'll definitely have, have my fair share of Jordans and Yeezys at my house. Yes, don't, sir. Don't, uh, no, don't, 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 don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, holy smokes, coach. So much to congratulate you for, of course, congratulations uh, about uh, your, your daughter. And then a congratulations just about this team getting off to that two and O start. And of course, if we weren't already, we definitely have you on our radar as many should here in the sack Joaquin section. We would love to have you back on at some point in the uh, coming weeks back on the Friday night football show to get more of an update and idea of how this season is going for you guys. But it's been a blast for us here early on. Uh, to follow you and we mean it when we say that Whitney High School right now is is the talk of the Sac Joaquin section is the best story happening right now maybe in all of Northern California football uh, so own that be uh, proud of that and then uh, continue on to 3-0 and next week and in the weeks to come we appreciate you taking the time I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Congrats, Coach. That is head coach Zach McNally from Whitney High School. An amazing story. Awesome stuff. And we're going to throw a break right now, a quick break. We're going to come back. Jeff Walters of Del Oro High School. He is willing to spend a couple minutes with us despite the fact that Del Oro uh, fell short against Intercom tonight. We'll spend a few minutes with him and then go right to Michelle Dapper of KCRA. Things are picking up here. One hour to go of the Friday Night Football Show on KHDK.